0: This is the day the Lord has made, we will rejoice, we will be glad in it. Church, you know, we belong in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are secure in the hands of our God, regardless of what happens in the world right now. Know that you are secure, know that you're safe in the hands of God. Amen. Amen. And I'm so excited about part three of the series that we started a few weeks ago. And, you know, it's we've done it from our home uh, to your home, from our couch to your couch, because we're talking about relationships, Mm -hmm. and we wanted it to kind of feel relational. And we want you to know that uh, we're people like you, and uh, we all go through the same things. And and just the principles that we are sharing with you are things that have worked in our own lives. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If it has worked for us, it will work for you. And as your passes, we just want you to walk in freedom, walk in victory, walk in breakthrough, walk in everything that God has for you. And so whatever has worked for us, that's what we're sharing with you today.
1: Yes, I've been enjoying this series so much. I hope you are enjoying it too. If you remember, two weeks ago in our first session, we covered the topic, you know, the basics for good relationships. And then last week, we had a look at what to do when relationships go bad. And so today, we're going to look at God's way of doing relationships. It's very important. And we're going to have a look again and read again our main text for our series, which we find in Hebrews 12, verse 14 and 15. And it says, strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue the consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace he is in merited favor and spiritual blessing, in order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness, or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment, and the many become contaminated and defiled by it.
0: Wow. The Bible has so much to say about relationships. I mean literally from Genesis to Revelation, and you know, there's, there are ways that are inherited through culture or popular um, things that come from society or education or different ways. But you know what? We need to really focus on today. We're really going to focus about God's ways of doing relationships. How does God operate? How did Jesus operate when He walked on the earth? And right here in Luke chapter 22, there's, there's. we will see Jesus in a situation, and, and we will see how He operated, you know, when He was confronted, when He was threatened, when He was reviled, when people came against Him. So let's look at Luke chapter 22 and verse 47. So we're going to be covering a lot of Word today, and mm-hmm. I hope you've got your notebook ready yes. and, and your Bible. Just, just write down all of that. And by the way, you can download the sermon you can download the notes of what we're saying here and then either now or later on you can go through all of these scriptures. But let's read scripture. Let's renew our minds. Let's replace you know, some of the values we used to have with values that actually work. Some of the principles we used to embrace with principles that actually come from God. The Bible says that we will experience the good perfect will of God if we renew our mind. So, This is a mind-renewing session for all of us uh, in the area of relationships. Now, Luke 22, 47 says, And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude. And he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before him and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, you're betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with a sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched the ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captain of the temple, and the elders who came to him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you didn't try to you did not try to seize me but this is your hour and the power of darkness it's a very interesting scenario there's betrayal there's a there's falsehood i mean he came and gave him a false kiss judas and there's a multitude that comes to jesus but they didn't come like at other times you know to have a service to be healed they came to actually take jesus to be crucified And, you know, the reaction of the disciples was, well, let's get a sword. Let's deal with this. Let's deal with this the way we know. Let's deal with this and the way we've always dealt with situations of danger and confrontation. And uh, one of them actually cut the ear of the (laughs) the servant. Well, it's all here in the Bible. All these great saints, they also had their moments of weakness and when they reacted in the flesh and all of that. But in verse 51 in the NIV it says, Jesus said this, no more of this, no more of this. You know, you may think, well, I will never use a sword in any context context. I'll never do anything like that. I'll never react in that way. But sometimes we don't use swords, but we use words that cut. Oh yes. Sometimes we use words that cut. Yes. Sometimes we pick words like we would pick ammunition to attack someone and to inflict as much pain and devastation as possible. Mm -hmm. You know what? The issue is sometimes, you know, the way we naturally do things, we we try to take things, take matters into our own hands when confronted with injustice, when confronted with situations of of conflict or something like that. And so Peter struck the servant of the high priest, and I think there, there are probably four basic reasons why we want to take matters into our own hands. Mm. In previous sessions, we saw how actually we need to allow God away into the situation. We need to start with God. We need to invite God into a relationship that's going bad or something like that. But in this situation, they pulled out their swords and, and they took the matter into their own hands. And there are probably four reasons why that happened. Number one, the flesh. <laughs> The way, the inclinations, our Adamic nature sometimes kicks in and we want to do it that way. Sometimes because of fear, you know, because of fear and and we take action based on fear. We make decisions based on fear. Mm -hmm. We use words based on fear. But sometimes often our desires or acts of retaliation come from just the basic instinct of self-preservation it's like, I've got to preserve my life. And number four, the fact is, and I think this is probably a big one. The fact is, sometimes we do not trust God. We don't really trust God to handle the situation, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes we see God as, as maybe someone who created the planets and the earth and the universe, but he has distanced himself from us. Yeah. We think, well, I've got to make it happen on my own. I've got to do it myself. Yes, God exists, but God must be busy with someone else's prayers, someone else's situations. I've got to take care of myself. And you know, that's called deism. Deism is the idea that God is, has removed himself from our affairs. But you know what? God hasn't. And in this passage, Peter didn't have to resort to that because Jesus was right there. Yeah. And I want you to know that in our situations, in our conflicts, in our relationships, acknowledge Jesus. Jesus is there, and Jesus can take care of the situation. Yes, And Jesus did. Amen. Yeah. Probably not in the way that they, they thought, but Jesus did take care of the situation. Yes,
1: That takes me to the next point, you know, God's kingdom operates differently. It's different from the world, you know. In the kingdom, we don't cut people's ears off. (laughs) We shouldn't. We should heal people, not cut their ears off. You know, good overcomes evil. And um, love is the supreme sign of the kingdom. God's kingdom operates in a different way. You know, in John 18, 36, we read... Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. Here we go again. So that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. You know, God uses love because love overcomes evil. Yes. That's how it works. It operates in a different way.
0: Aggression is not the way of the kingdom.
1: No, it's not the way of the kingdom. Retaliation
0: is not the way of the kingdom.
1: Yes. And so as Christians, we don't fight people, you know. We, we, you know, I remember when when Jesus said, you know, the world, you, they shall know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Absolutely. That's the way it should work. Yeah. Yes. Amen. And in first... Um, Corinthians eleven sixteen. 16, we also have an interesting scripture and we read, but if anyone seems to be contentious, we have no such custom, nor do the churches of God. Again, believers act in a different way. So we don't fight each other. We only fight the flesh and demons. Yes. Okay. Remember the words of the apostle Paul in Ephesians 6, when he said that our fight is not against flesh and blood, meaning our fight is not against people. Our fight is against principalities and powers and the works of darkness. So the kingdom of God operates differently.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, Jesus didn't use the sword. No. Jesus didn't chop the uh, ear off the servant. He healed it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what Jesus does. That's, relationships God's way. It's yes. all the things that Jesus taught us that that are so opposite to the world. Jesus said, well, if someone asks you you know, to go one mile, go a second mile with him. I mean, all those principles in the Bible, they work. It, it may sound like foolishness and kind of, that's a little bit crazy. I mean, mm. just because they're opposite to the world system, it doesn't mean that they don't work. They work. Yeah. And, and, and what that happens is that we... we when we operate in the kingdom with the values of the kingdom, then the power of the kingdom works for us. It's true. Then the enemy that is lodged in that situation has to go. Then the, the, the evil spirit is operating that person to cause them to speak the way they spoke or act the way they acted. You know That demon can no longer do that because you've stepped into the kingdom of God operating in the principles of the kingdom of God. And therefore, the power, the authority of the kingdom then works for you. Love is the principle of the kingdom of God. 1 John 3.14 says, We know know that we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Well, Mm -hmm. such a simple... Such a clear yeah. way of knowing whether one is born again, whether one is belongs to Jesus or has passed from death to life. Jesus said, we know, the Bible says, we know we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Yeah. You know, at the point of the new birth, the love of God, the Bible says, is shed abroad in our hearts. like God pours out love where maybe love wasn't there before. That's right. But it, I remember... Our friend Tony. You remember Tony all those years ago?
1: Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) Tony. Good friend. Yeah, good friend. We worked with him in Africa as missionaries. And Tony's testimony was that, you know, he was in a rock band. He he was a heavy metal kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And he kind of grew up with a lot of aggression, a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness in his life. You see, his father had died at a very young age. Mm. And so his mother in order to try to cope with her situation and everything, decided to put him in a boarding school just to provide an education for him. But he grew resentful because he he grew away from the mother Mm. and the father had passed away. And so he grew up, he he told us, with absolute hatred Mm. towards Mm. his mother. He could not stand his mother. And so he had zero love for his mother. And one day God... You know, it, he was invited to a service. Yeah. And when he went to the service, he, he prayed the sinner's prayer. He surrendered his life to Jesus. And as he was walking out of that church that day, he said that the first thought that he had was towards his mother. And, and now suddenly that animosity, that anger, that, mm. that resentment was no longer there. He said, for the first time, he said, for the first time in my life, I actually felt love towards my mother. Wow. And and it is such a beautiful story of reconciliation, you know, yeah. Tony. Yeah. And he said, I knew that I had passed from death to life because I suddenly was able to love my mother. Wow, wow. that Isn't is that powerful? so beautiful. Amen. Only
1: God can do something like that. Only God. Wow, <laughs> so beautiful. You
0: know, love is the paradigm of mm. the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, uh, when we respond in love, then we are putting God in control of the situation. Mm. That's what happens. And I tell you what, love is not an emotion. Love is a decision. Love is a decision.
1: Yeah, that is Amen. true. You know, but I, I was thinking, okay, I'm putting myself now in the shoes of someone that uh, some an injustice has been done to them. Okay, they've been... Mistreated or abused and I, I'm putting myself now in their shoes. Do you think it's really worth doing good?
0: Well, I I do think that a lot of people and, and there have been times in my life That I've asked myself that question <laughs> and in fact yeah. In fact, we have been there.
1: Yeah, because sometimes we don't see you know any results so we wonder is it worth Doing you know, good. Doing good. After all. <laughs>
0: Some evil guy that does something really evil seems to get away with it, yeah. seems to be doing well Apparently. And, or, or something like that. In fact, when we read Psalms, we read many times David saying, yes. why does the unrighteous prosper? Mm. In other words, is it really worth doing all of this stuff? Shouldn't we just take matters into our own hands and yeah. just kind of do it our way yeah. and be like Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but it's true. Some, I, I believe many people do ask this question. Yes. Is it worth it?
0: Well, I tell you what, it is. It is worth doing good. And I, I had to go to God and, you know, because of situation, I said, God, how does this work? Because is it really worth doing good? Mm-hmm. I remember one time when we were in a country in Africa and we we spent three months in a in a certain city working with the churches working with the people in that city. God just gave us a love for that city. And we had this huge gospel crusade, the first ever in the history of that whole country. It's amazing. And, and, um, And it was an amazing crusade. But when we finished the crusade, we packed our very expensive sound system and all the equipment that we had inside a big container. And we left it there and we went back to South Africa where we lived at the time. And we were planning to go back then to move the container into the next city so that we could preach the gospel in the next city. But, you know, the moment we arrived in South Africa, we got news that the container had been looted. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I found it hard to cope with that.
1: It was hard.
0: (laughs) I thought, well, is it really worth doing Uh good? Was it really worth preaching the gospel for three months in that city, having this big gospel crusade, loving the people in that city, praying for that city? Is this how they repay us? They go and loot such an expensive, hard to replace sound system. You know what? I had to come to God and ask God, God, is it really worth doing good? And this is what God said, listen, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 8, it says, knowing that whatever good anyone does, Mm. he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he will receive the same from the Lord, not always from man, (laughs) but our eyes have to be on the Lord. And the Bible says he will receive the same from the Lord. Isaiah chapter 3, verses 10, it says, Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe to the wicked! It shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. What the scripture says is that, you know what? It will be well with the righteous, but it will come a time where the wicked and (laughs) people that do evil... You know, yeah. evil will catch up with them. Mm. You know, God is a God of justice yes. and we have to trust Him. We have to trust Him. So it's him. worth yes. doing good. It is worth But it implies trust, Yeah. implies trusting in God. Mm. Uh, Ecclesiastes, did you want to read that one? Ecclesiastes chapter 8.
1: We read, Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before Him. So we have to have this in mind. If we fear the Lord, we have to trust in Him. He's taking care of all these matters.
0: Amen. And we can
1: trust in Him.
0: It says, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. You know, if it was up to us, we would say, Lord, lightning from heaven right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? The Bible says, hey, hey, take it easy. Wait a minute, because it will be well. It will be well with those that... Fear God.
1: That's right. And you know. It will be well. And you know, um, God also gives time to people to repent. That's he right. gives them time to repent of their deeds, you know. Yes. So we don't know all the details <laughs> <That's> <laughs> behind what... the scenes of how God deals with the hearts of people in different situations and he gives them time to repent.
0: Even even that woman, what was her name? Jezebel. Yeah, yeah. In Revelation that we
1: read in Revelation chapter two. Yes, And God said that He was giving her time to repent.
0: That's right. Well, I tell you what, um, we are not God, but God knows what He is doing. I remember that one time that we went on holidays, and you know, some young man we came to know later on, a drug addict, broke into our apartment and stole all our money and some money that wasn't even ours. Yes,
1: that was
0: scary. That was scary. Oh my gosh. But you know what? <laughs> we caught up with him. And when I saw him, and you know, my Adamic nature wanted to <laughs> choke him <laughs> to death. But when I came to him, my first words to him were, do you know Jesus? And just to cut a long story short, that young man gave his life to Jesus. And today, where is he today?
1: serving God.
0: Is serving God. Wow. He's a minister of the gospel. Yeah. So thank God for God's patience and how he deals with all yes. of us. Thank God for his grace. And sometimes God allows people time so that they yeah. repent.
1: Yeah. And also we have to Remember that whatever we sow, we will reap.
0: That's
1: right. It's very important. You know, like we read in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. So it is worth it and it works.
0: Yeah, it falls in in the law of sowing and reaping. reaping. Yeah, Yeah. it, it works in the positive, it works in the negative. So in a situation of conflict, in a a situation of friction, decide to always sow good things, sow good words, you know, do the right thing. Don't grow weary while doing good, for in due time, you will reap. Amen. Amen. And and I think of Psalm Psalm 37. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, let me give you some homework. Psalm 37 verses 1 to 9. It's a very long Psalm, but there's a lot of great... Uh, great uh, uh, answers to this question, is it worthwhile doing good? Mm -hmm. Psalm 37 verse 1 says, Don't fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwelt in the land, feed on His faithfulness delight yourself also in the lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart wow not only it's worthwhile doing good but the bible says when we do good that we shall we shall god will give us the desires of our hearts commit your way to the lord trust also in him in other words don't take things into your own hands don't pull out the sword and kill somebody <laughs> but he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. You know, we all go through sometimes moments where injustice has been done oh, yes. against us. I tell you, what God is a God of justice, and it says your justice will spring as the new day. Yeah. Whatever is right, God's going to make it pass to come That's to pass. Right. That's right. Verse 7, rest in the Lord, wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. It, It will cause you to lose your sleep. It will cause you to lose your health. Yes. It will give you heartburn. Ulcers, (laughs) don't go there. You
1: don't need that. (laughs) Amen.
0: Uh, Because, I keep reading all of that, and I love verse 37. It says, mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. Amen.
1: Oh, that's good. (laughs) You know, everyone, this works in real life. That's why we're discussing this today. It works in real life. We've been through very difficult situations with with people situations different of different kinds and and i tell you what this works what we have been sharing with you works and you know we always need to keep a humble heart before god because he's the one that sees everything and he will look after each matter if we keep our hearts humble before Him, you know, like we read in James 4, chapter 10, uh, sorry, James 4, verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up, so you can trust in this, God is looking after you, He sees, He's seeing what's happening, and He will lift you up, He will intervene, if you keep your heart humble before Him,
0: amen, amen, so I just want to conclude you know mm. by saying you know you know the ways of the world are different this is a new paradigm yeah love is the paradigm of the kingdom and so you know what I think one of the things that we need to do the most is actually to protect our heart
1: definitely yes. to
0: protect our heart to protect the substance of our heart so that the substance of our heart is always love mm. is always joy is Everything that the Bible describes as the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. So in order to never grow weary of doing good and and what is right, it is crucial that we guard our hearts. You know, the enemy will work extra hard to get you out of your love walk because when you, when you get out of your love walk, then you step into his domain, yeah. into darkness. Proverbs 14.30 says this, A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. That's a a very powerful, powerful scripture. So, you know, we can't blame someone else for what we have uh, developing in our own hearts. So, above all things, guard your heart with all diligence.
1: Yes. And, you know... Another thing that you need to um, do is to guard your heart from the words of other people, you know, good or bad. Yeah. (laughs) So don't take to heart, you know, uh, what other people say to you or about you, you know, it's not that important. Look at what Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verses 21 and 22 says, Also, do not take to heart everything people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. For many times also your own heart has known that even you have cursed others. So don't pay too much attention to what people say. Don't let it get into your spirit. We have to resist the addiction, you know, of having the approval of other people and being always concerned with o- what other people think of us or, uh, or, or, or their acceptance or rejection. So watch that, you know, guard your heart.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Guard your heart in the peace of God. Let, yes. let your heart rest in God and, mm-hmm. and in the knowledge that God's going to work everything out. Yeah. Amen. Whatever people say, whatever, you just, you, just, you know, stand firm and guard your heart in yes. God. Watch also what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, nothing yeah. locates your heart more than your mouth. The mouth speaks of what's in abundance in the heart. And, you know, the Bible says that uh, we need to watch what we say. Yes. Life and death are in the part of the tongue. Proverbs 13.3 says, He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens his lips shall have destruction. Jesus also said in Matthew 7.1, Judge not so that you don't be judged. So yes. just you know, make sure that in protecting your heart, make sure that the words that are coming out of your mouth are good words as well. The positive words, words of affirmation, words of blessing. Yes. Even <laughs> Jesus even said, bless your own enemies. That's kind of a hard one.
1: It is a hard but, one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's
0: what he said. <laughs> Amen.
1: Very good. And, uh, and also identify and reject any unforgiveness. That's We've touched one. on that last week, but this is such a big one, you know, because we know that uh, Jesus said in Matthew 18, my heavenly father also will do to you if to uh, to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses That's this right. is a serious thing that we need to remember also reject bitterness yes. we've touched on this also last week you know we've read this many times but I think we need to read it again one more time. So we're talking about protecting the heart. In Hebrews 12:15 we read, "Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God; lest any root of bitterness here we go again, springing up, springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled." You know what? Bitterness leaks that's the problem. Look at that little bit of the the verse there. And by this, many become defiled. You know, because if we don't deal with these acidic emotions in our heart, this will affect others. And it will affect our relationships. Because if if you hold on to bitterness, not only it will affect your heart, but it will affect others around you. You don't want to poison other people with your own bitterness.
0: How many times people have picked other people's offenses and, and yes. taken those offenses upon themselves. And, and so suddenly it's not just one that's offended. It's like five or ten. Yeah. You know, so reject bitterness, all yes. that toxic stuff that sometimes develops on inside of us. You know, just protect your heart. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, we're having a conversation here. Yes,
1: we're just chatting about these uh, very important things. And, you know, lastly, another way of protecting your heart is to be a spiritual person, to walk in the spirit. Absolutely. This is so important. This is another way of protecting our hearts, like Galatians 5. Verses 13 to 16 say, says, You know, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh.
0: Amen. Amen. Wow, uh, that picture of biting and devouring one another, (laughs) that's not a good picture.
1: We've seen that happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that should never be a picture that includes Christians. Never. You know, we need to live the values of the kingdom. We need to live those values in our day-to-day life. With those of the faith and those outside the faith. Yeah. You know, we need to leave those values in our hearts as well. Yes. You know, these are standards yeah. that are so different from the world. But I want you to know, date work. And these three sessions that we have, that we're now bringing to a close, actually, we shared with you principles that have been road tested in real life situations in our lives. Yes. And it's just our desire as we counsel so many people that come to us, you know, talking about relationships. And, you know, it is our desire that that you may win, that you may succeed in this area of relationships. But really the key to succeed is to embrace the values of the kingdom and to do them. As the Bible says, and as we have been saying, let's be doers of the word, not just hearers. You know, these principles, they only work if we really put them to work. These principles will only work if when the occasion arises, we remember, okay, this is how I should behave. I shouldn't pull out my sword. I should be a healer. I should be someone who reconciles. I should be someone who goes the extra mile. I should be someone, like Jesus said, we should be. And I tell you what, when you do that, then you're not taking the matter into your own hands. Exactly. It just shows that you trust in God to take care of it. And I tell you what, God is so much better at managing our lives and managing our relationships Mm -hmm. than we are. That's
1: right. And our time is up again. (laughs) I don't know how this happens. Time and a time. (laughs) All right, so we better summarize very quickly what we've covered today. And so, number one, let's always choose love over retaliation and reaction. That's our first point. Just to recap what we've studied today. Secondly, it is worth doing good and what is right. And thirdly, we cannot blame someone else for what we allow to develop in our own hearts. And above all, let's protect our hearts.
0: Amen.